Ho, ho, hello. I'm Paul Rose. Some of you know me as Mr. Biffo. And I'm here with Mrs. Christmas herself, my wife, Sanya. Ho, 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 bien cheers. Bringing it back for Christmas, are you? It never left. If that sounded a bit forced, this is the second time we've done it. We accidentally left the TV on and it had a screensaver thing on it and it distracted us. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. I hope you can all have as Merry Christmas as possible, given the world we're living in at the moment. We've had our Christmas plans thrown into disarray, haven't we? Absolutely. They've been ripped into tiny little pieces and kicked off the curb. That's dramatic. Oh my God. They have. We're not, we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's properly going to be... Quiet. Yes. It's going to be a quiet Christmas. But you have this, the Pod Christmas special, which you can listen to and listen to and re-listen as many times as you like. <laughs> Uh, what's the matter? Sorry, no, that was a weird laugh. I don't know where that came from. At your mouth. For the first time ever, we're recording in the evening. Yeah. On the weekend. At yeah. the weekend, on the weekend. And uh, we wanted to feel a bit more Christmassy. Yeah, given that that's not easy at this, at this point it's in time. Not easy at all. Yeah. And what could be more Christmassy than a glass of port a glass of port with a miniature father christmas crawling out of it and, and a reindeer swimming in it yeah. although backstroke given the way this year has been they'd be drowning in it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but they'd be drowning crying for help kept slipping under the, the surface of the port help! boris johnson would come along and stamp on them we're not really here to talk about that are no we? we're not we're here to talk about Marillion and Christmas and have a bit of fun. So we're taking a break from our usual schedule and we're going to do a quiz, which you can join in at home yes. now. The quiz has been prepared by a good friend of mine and Sanya's called Richard Broadley. Some of you might know him from the Marillion online forums as Shogs, which is what we still call him, don't we? <laughs> He's yeah. still Shogs to us. Yes. He's always been Shogs. Uh, he's a proper Marillion fan and one of my key Marillion buddies. Uh, and he's put the quiz together for us. I'll explain why later when we get to the quiz. But first, how many of you watched the H Natural live stream, which, as we're recording this, was last night? I did, I did. Yeah, I know you did. You were with you, me. You did, you, you did. You were with me as you drank port last night. Oh my God, no, don't say that. I barely ever drink. Well, yeah, same. I'm not a big drinker for, at like, all. like the last two days. Yeah, and I feel incredibly fat today because I more or less drank a bottle oh of God. Baileys to myself. <laughs> a litre wow. bottle of Baileys I more or less just polished off while we were watching the H Natural live stream. Because, you know, those of you who aren't in the UK might not be aware, but our dear prime minister cancelled christmas a few hours beforehand and we were just at least for us because we're in tier four yeah we're in tier four because we live in london so our attitude last night was fuck it (laughs) (laughs) and that's sort of our attitude tonight as well hence the port has come out again any port in a storm. I did it, Sanya. Hey, I did my joke. You didn't do that yesterday. Well, you must have been in a bad way. Yeah, I wasn't in the best of moods. So we're going to just... Um, well, I wanted to talk about the, the H Natural stream, which I think some of you um, 
some of you weren't lucky in terms of getting tickets because it sold out, which I found a bit strange. Um, they obviously capped the tickets at a certain number. Oh. Yeah, because I, I tried to plug it on Twitter and Facebook and then I went to just check that the tickets were still on sale and it was like not available. But yeah, oh. so they must have capped it. But I mean, I think about 1,800 people tuned in. Wow, that is a good turnout. Yeah, it is. Given that most H natural gigs, you only get a few hundred in there because they're all in small, intimate venues. But he does several, doesn't he? He, he doesn't does just several, usually yeah. just do one. Yeah, which H Natural, the Christmas shows are particularly special if you haven't either seen the live stream or been to one. Uh, normally, particularly the one in the church where last night night's one was filmed from, where they have kind of candles and it's a proper grand piano and... It's just got this lovely, they've all, all, whether you go whatever time of year, they've got a lovely warm atmosphere. It's just H and sometimes he'll, he'll chuck in a drum beat or something like that from his laptop. But it's, it's songs, Marillion songs and some of his own solo stuff, some of his pre-Marillion stuff uh, and certain choice covers. And he, he just strips them back to absolute basics and his voice just shines, really. But last night's show, for me, because we were really despondent after the news um, going into it, and I, I it just felt like it felt, it felt like it captured the mood. And it's, this is too big because this is just purely from the perspective of our living room. It, it felt like it captured the national mood last night. It felt really mm, special. It did. Uh, and, you know, it began because H got a bit emotional at the start. He did a reading and then he, he launched into Across the Universe by uh, um, the Beatles. And because it's the anniversary of John Lennon's uh, death that he, he felt uh, quite upset. But somehow him being upset. Oh, my goodness. And us yeah. feeling emotional. It just it, it it just absolutely consolidated how we were feeling, and it kind of almost gave us permission to feel sad. Yeah. And because I bought we bought a family ticket, you were able to buy either a single ticket or a family ticket, which uh, was kind of an, an honour system. But then you could then share the the live stream with with family members, and uh, two of my kids, my grown up kids, I, I'd shared it with them because they they've grown up listening to Marillion. And um, they were watching as well. And we were messaging on WhatsApp. We were all very sad because <laughs> of what had, what had gone down earlier. And uh, there, there was a, an H Natural live stream Facebook page, which was for people who bought tickets. And I posted something on there. And as we're sitting there watching, between two of the songs, uh, Lucy, Meridian's manager, read out my message to H. And <laughs> what the hell? That was so surprising. <laughs> Surprising is one word. Surreal was another. Surreal. That was surreal. My kids had just had it on in the background. So I messaged my daughter and I said, I hope you're watching. She had to kind of go back and try and find the moment. And she sent me this lovely message where she just said, I mean, you know, she was in floods of tears by all accounts when she heard it. Because I sort of posted this message sort of saying, explaining that, you know, I was watching it with my daughters, albeit remotely. And she said it sort of makes it feel as if everything's going to be all right. In a weird way, Aww, she said. That's nice. And I kind of know what she means. It, it just felt like one of those moments watching it that we were together. Yeah. Even though we weren't. But I don't just mean family. I just mean the wider, all those 1,800 people who are watching it. 
were yeah. somehow together in that moment because there were so many wonderful messages on that Facebook group. Uh, it just shows you again that the the love that there is for the band and for for H himself. It shows the power of that music and what that Marillion are capable of. Mm. You know, as much as on this this podcast we sometimes take the piss and we have a bit of fun. It's like that classic thing of you know, you can moan about your own family, but if anyone else does it, um, then then they're dead. <laughs> you close <laughs> ranks. But and it's the same in Marillion. You know, we if we ever are kind of flippant, it. It's because we sort of love the band and that there's love there and we love that music. Uh, and it's, it's if you're a fan, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's incredibly special. And it's, it's why Marillion have endured and why Marillion have, have maintained a fan base that is incredibly loyal because they've done it going to sound like they've done something cynical but they've done it because we've sort of fallen in love with what Marillion is and for those moments like last night mm -hmm. that that are unique and special yeah and that was one of them that that live stream is going to go down given the way the world was given where we were at yeah it's going to go down as one of those Marillion moments along with listening to the charts on the night that uh you're gone got in the top 10 and you know when they played the Royal Albert Hall it's going to be one of those for me mm. you're right you look emotional yeah no just thinking about it and I think seeing H be emotionally moved mm. by everything was moving it, it was, was yeah. it was I can't think of the word now it's something I think that people really respond to is how he's capable of being that emotionally raw yeah he's really in open. tune with those parts of himself which a lot of people might uh, in usually a lot of people might tend to shut those places down or mm. not want to go there and him allowing himself to go there and feel moved by not just the happy emotions but you know everything allows us to be able to do it too yeah and access those parts yeah yeah it gives us permission to feel and yeah we needed it we needed that permission last night it's something funny enough i've thought i've thought when i've been at marillion shows particularly the marillion weekends is that you often have kind of big burly middle-aged guys there often in tears and I, I i have thought in the past how often do they get the opportunity to cry yeah and it's something that meridian and he facilitates. he kind of he's he opens the door for them to mm. be able to do that yeah to be able to walk through that door yeah if that makes sense yeah it does yeah it it's a season that Marillion have had a long association with because they traditionally always did a Christmas tour. Oh, right. Yeah, even back pre-Script for Jester's Tear. That that Christmas set of dates is something that goes way back. Oh, wow. Uh, and, of course, they, uh, they even released a, a Christmas album. For some reason, there's, well, it is What's on Bandcamp. It's not... I couldn't find it on... Um, Oh, what's the album called? Yeah. A Collection of Recycled Gifts. That's it. It's called that because all the tracks on it, bar one, um, which, of course, was 
the Coward at the Bells, which was the single. All the tracks on there have been on uh, Marillion fan club CDs or DVDs, which something if you I'd want at some point to do an episode on the web, which is the fan club, just because it it's if you're Marillion diehard as I am, it's brilliant value for money. You get four magazines a year that are normally just stuffed with articles. And then every Christmas they send out a CD or a DVD. And that's like, yeah, I think you only pay, I tell you this a lot. I don't want to say what it is. I was I want to say £12, but without checking. <laughs> but it's, it's brilliant value for money. I love it. Um, I've been a member for God knows how long. I did even, I did even for two years running help help pack up the web fan club magazine. I got, oh, did still you? not entirely sure why I was asked. I got asked if I wanted to help. I don't even know how that oh, came wow. about. So I went to the racket club. That's pretty uh, cool. And it almost like, because it was two years running, it was like, oh yeah, this is really Christmassy. I packed up H's copy of it one year. Did you? Yeah. Right, that's why That's why I know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> he might have moved since then. He has moved since then. Oh, there you go. I never, I never even looked it up on Google Street View. I was that honest. <laughs> oh, well done. But uh, they've not done an original Christmas song. I kind of hope they don't. <laughs> you don't want them to. I sort of see Season's End as a, a Christmas song. I know it isn't, but... Oh, that's a bit... Yeah, I know. Cause sad it says, as a Christmas song. Well, there's a reason it? for it, because uh, H used to... Um, God, what was the introduction? What was the song? He used, to, he used to sing a version of... Was it Gabriel's Message before launching into it? Um, oh, no. O Cam, O Cam, Emmanuel. And it just had that Christmas. Oh, I can see how they would work. Yeah, it together. segued into um, it segued into the, the the album version of Seasons End, but because there was always that snowflake symbol. Yeah. That was associated with it. I'll tell you what, my youngest daughter all day has been intermittently saying, "I wish it would snow." It never snows at this time of year anymore. And every time she said it to myself, I've thought, it'll never snow again in England. <laughs> well, mind you, God, they've said, there was a news story the other week that said that. Oh, it, it never? Yeah. The snow might be over. No way. Snow way. Snow way. Mm -hmm. Snow way and the seven dwarfs. Oh, here we go again. Oh, shut up, Paul. Yeah, so, but um, a collection of recycled gifts, if you have never heard it, it is worth getting. It's got, uh, I'm going to be honest, it's got a couple of terrible tracks on there. There's a version of, um, oh God, which one? There's a version of Lonely This Christmas, which is, of course, the song by Mud, um, but which, I don't know why they decided to do this. It turns into a horrible, horrible punk rock song at the end. It's Christmas without Why would they do that? Oh, I get it was originally on a fan club CD, but don't don't put that out on your Christmas album. It's horrible, horrible. <laughs> uh, but the there's a couple of songs on there. There's Gabriel's message, which I just mentioned by accident. Gabriel's message, I absolutely love. Uh, and I saw three ships. The version of I Saw Three Ships mm. it is one of my favourite Christmas songs yeah, of all time. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I really love their version of The Carol of the Bells. Yes. Is that the one they... Did they have a video of that? Yeah, where they, they kind where of ape uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, that's it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
That's such a good video as well. So whoever edited that, very well done. <laughs> that sounded really oh my God. Okay, that sounds bad. Okay, so whoever edited that, Congratulations! <laughs> what, what, Congratulations! What else can I say? What else can I say? No, you've said it fine. Um, but there's also one that I'm just going to read down the track listing. Happy Christmas, war is over. Gabriel's message. The Christmas song, Stop the Cavalry. That's what friends are for. I'm not so sure about that. It's not really a Christmas song. It's from the Jungle Book. Uh, Let it snow. I saw she's three ships, which is lovely. Lonely this Christmas, horrible. The air in marbles. Uh, not too sure about that. Which is a version of you know the marbles interludes that are on the marbles album. Yeah, they've done that, but they've done it in a sort of Irish jig style. I think trying to kind of do a fairy tale in New York thing. They sound like oh. the Pogues, and yeah, don't just don't don't do that. Really, don't oh do that. Dear. Again, it's not very Christmassy. Little Saint Nick and the Carol of the Bells. There was two new songs, actually. I haven't listened to them yet. They came on the CD that came this year. Oh, really? Yeah, the CD fell down the side of the bed and I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> I will do. The, album, the, the, the magazine's very good, though. <laughs> but Marillion, aside from the tours, aside from the Christmas album, I always had a association with Marillion at Christmas anyway, just because when I was growing up, that's often when I'd get new Marillion albums. Oh, okay. So I got... My second Marillion album was script for Just a Tear, which I got Christmas 1985. And remember sitting at my sister's house, listening to it on my brand new Sony Walkman Aww. Christmas morning. And then when Ace joined the band, they put out, we keep mentioning the Stoke Road to Ipanema video. Oh, we still uh, haven't watched that. Well, I have. <laughs> I know you want to. When did you watch it? Uh, well, 1989. Or oh, I mean. It came out. <laughs> yeah, but we we bought the DVD recently. Yeah, I know. And we will we watch it. We still haven't yes. watched that. Uh, yeah, I it, in that I got that Christmas as well that year, and I remember watching that Christmas morning. And again, it felt oddly like a Christmas thing, even yeah. though they're sort of sat outside in the sunshine while they're being interviewed. Even in recent years, in the days after Christmas, we'll always watch um, a Marillion video from one of the. Marillion weekends or something. Well, this year we've got. So yeah, even these days, well these days, even in recent years, we've got it's the still new Blu-ray to watch. We've got from friend with friends from St David's, ah, which I'm saving that for the for week after, after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's become a kind a of lazy tradition. week. Yeah, lazy week after Christmas. So yeah, Marillion and Christmas for me go kind of hand in hand. They've always had a, a association. And they, as I say, they still go big now, in at least in terms of sort of the H Natural Christmas shows. Which I don't know. They have done Christmas tours in recent years because I remember them doing Let It Snow. And I'm pretty sure they made it snow inside when they did that. I've got a feeling you were there, cool. weren't you? No, maybe not. I mean, I have seen them at Christmas with you. Yeah. And various other people. Yes. Um, you've even had some of our kids come with us. At Christmas? Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't remember that. It was in London. Oh. I can't remember where in London. Um, I don't remember the snow. Oh, well. But then I don't <laughs> remember many things. Well, yeah. apparently what, backstage at one of the shows, H and Mark Kelly had a huge argument. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> H wanted to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. And Mark Kelly threw a, a fit. Why? It's a good song. 
<laughs> What's wrong with Rudolph? What happened? Why? 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 I don't know. I did. Uh, H when he mentioned it. I hate yes. reindeer. Don't you know? They're the worst of all four-legged animals. I hate reindeers. Worst of all the animals. <laughs> I hate reindeers. They're not my friends. Oh, they won't. Santa won't be coming to his house. What, Mark Kelly's? Yeah, not if he hates reindeer. You've made that up. You didn't yeah, I realize. know. That was allegedly. Yeah. Sanya is alleging here, everyone. <laughs> it's She's alleging that Mark Kelly hates reindeer. Among his many other crimes, which are extend towards and are limited to being a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think he is, but it does come across as a bit scary. <laughs> it's the Beampod Christmas Quiz. Christmas quiz in the house. 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 What a lovely theme tune our Christmas quiz has. So, best theme tune. This is going to take two parts, isn't it? There's the first part, which is questions, which have been provided by my good friend Shogs, aka Richard Broadley. Yes. Who is. We've got. Well, how do I explain this? Well, I can explain a little bit. Well, I was going to explain about the damage. Yes, I was going to say about the quiz at Meridian Weekends. And well, why don't yeah, why don't you explain why I've asked Rich? Okay, so we have, we have. Uh, if anyone's been to a Meridian Weekend around here, around here, <laughs> this has started so badly. All right, so each Meridian Weekend, there's usually a quiz on the Saturday. Saturday afternoon or is it Sunday afternoon? Yeah, it is Saturday sort of lunchtime-ish. Is it? Okay. Run by... Or is it Sunday? Uh, no, it's Saturday. Sundays, right. everyone's far too hungover. Well, I always have memories of feeling slightly hungover on that during yeah, the quiz we anyway. Do, we normally do the quiz hungover and I'm always amazed by our teammates who are, you know, basically use you and our good friend Mark Paling as as the pack mules to go to the bar we we do it willingly because uh, because sorry i was not speaking clearly um because out of a team of is it six yeah we had did we have more last time so i think we invited simon and kath and is there a yeah. limit to how many you can have in a team well no because this is my constant frustration so you could have a team of like 25 if you wanted to. Some people seem to, yes. And oh, they're really? normally the team that win, that beat us. Oh, uh-oh. Um, You'll excuse well, anyway, me for sounding we have, bitter. <laughs> we have like a team of about six. Mm. And yet there's only really two in the team that seem to carry the team through. And those two are our very own Mr. Biffo. A.K.A. A.K.A. Paul Rose. <laughs> and our very own Shogs a.k.a. Richard Broadley, who has provided this evening's quiz for us. It should be stated, let's not forget, I think on the last one, all of you, everyone on the team managed to answer a question. Yeah, sometimes it happens that way. We just, each of us manages by fluke to be able to get one question right. Yeah, and you you all did, even you, didn't you? Yeah, I know. Geography question somehow. Was it? I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Nick, Nick is. We've got our good friends, Nick, Mark, the Shogs, uh, sometimes Anthony, 
Yeah. Though he stopped coming to the Dutch. And Graham. And Graham, yeah. Yeah, Graham doesn't answer anything. Bless him, because he, he's a very casual fan. Yeah. We love having him there, but... Uh, but Nick's normally pretty good at like if they they play some music that's been distorted or something. Yeah, he he's can just recognise it because he's a musician. Yeah, he's in the ba- uh, band It. If any of you want to check out a very good prog band, what frustrates me is that in our team of two stroke six, <laughs> we normally come second or third. Yeah, and yet we're always beaten by the team that has like about two hundred people in the team. So coming second or third is pretty good going, considering it's basically just the two of you answering all the questions. I think it's excellent going. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I want to give Mark and I and Nick some credit, because would you get all those questions right if you didn't have people going to the bar and getting you beers? Well, I was going to say about that with the beers. I normally just have one that I nurse throughout the entire quiz. because Oh, because you need I, to stay focused. Not that. It's just I'm a lightweight compared to the rest of them. Right. <laughs> I can't drink like I used to in my youth, yet, you know, all of them somehow managed to... uh, I I don't know. I don't know how they drink like they do, but never mind. That's by the by. Uh, I can't anymore. Maybe I could once upon a time. Not anymore. So uh, we also get you waters. Yeah, sometimes a Diet Coke to help Sometimes Diet Coke, yes, for the caffeine. Mm. Focus that mind. Yeah, focus that mind. But anyway, that's why I said to Sanya, we should do a quiz. Or you wanted to do a quiz again yeah for me to answer i think yeah. yeah but i was like well who's going to set the questions and then it was like well i only know one person that could potentially challenge me yeah and it wasn't me no i did consider asking my friend anthony but anthony i know what he'd do it it'd come up with questions that i wouldn't be able to answer deliberately he would what, i mean isn't that the point of a quiz no he would make Questions that were literally impossible to okay, answer. Okay, right. That is I it. didn't trust We him. are getting Anthony to do the next quiz. Fine. Fine. If he would accept the challenge. But Anthony course. would. <laughs> He's like, yes, as long as he I'm was going like, to research I the questions be, I now. I want to be on the podcast. He would be... Yeah, he can, he can ask you. He can come on the podcast and ask yeah. you the questions. Well, once we're all out of lockdown, we will get our Marillion buddies on because I want to do a, a Marillion weekend episode. This is a far more relaxed step than normal, isn't it? I'm just saying. Sorry to everyone who's listening at home. It's not essential. It's not. <laughs> it's not. This is a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. So, but it's going to fall into two parts because we've got the quiz questions, which I'm going to try and answer, but I'll leave a pause so that you at home also get a chance to answer. Yes. Test your own knowledge. And then the second part of the quiz is Sanya's part of the quiz, which is a name that tune. Yes. Because we play this game in the car and in bed sometimes, don't we? Because we have such an exciting life. We used to play this game, which I've we we did a test run of this game a couple of weeks ago, and Paul found it way too easy. So I'm thinking of adding an extra layer of complexity by asking him to not only name the tune from the short snippet of song, but also to uh, guesstimate the length of the song. Which we have also played in the car and you were very good at it. So you might find it way too easy Unfortunately with that, mm. as again, my friend Anthony will attest, quite famously during uh, a Meridian weekend quiz, I got the length of the space wrong. And everyone else was telling me I was wrong and I argued them all down. Oh. And I think we may have played our joke on... On it. Oh no! And he hasn't really let me live it down, but that's fine because you know I haven't let him live down the fact that he doesn't know what peanut butter is. 
<laughs> Which will be explained one day. Yeah, when we do the Meridian Weekends episode. Yes. So, shall we get going? All right, let's do it. So you'll ask me the questions. I'll pause so the people at home can shout out their answers. Get Grab a pen and paper and you can tot up your own score. We're both just going to take a quick sip of port. Okay, are we ready? Yeah, I suppose. Here is the Biampod Marillion Quiz, as written by Mr. Richard Broadley, a.k.a. Shogs. Merry Shogsmas. Merry Shogsmas, everybody. So, section one is called Marillion at Christmas. Oh, well, that's appropriate. Yes. Oh, I don't feel confident already. I feel very... Oh, that's shaken my confidence. <laughs> Do you remember when I was Excellent. like kind of... I haven't actually got much to say about Marillion at Christmas, so shows what I know. Okay. Oh, God, here we go. Good. I love it when your confidence is shaking. Um, oh, except when it's... Oh, no, we won't talk about that. What? The Doctor Who quiz book. Yeah, let's not talk about the Doctor Who quiz book. Mention that again. Question one. Who originally had a hit with Lonely This Christmas that was on the 2002 web fan club CD called Santa and His Elvis? Mud. Yes, you've already mentioned this, haven't you? <laughs> so when you said it earlier, it was like, oh, you know, the, one point to you. The he was a guitarist out of Mud wrote Kylie Minogue spinning around. What? Get out! I know. I like, love that song. Yeah, yeah. Christmas. They did one of my favourite songs of my childhood as well, Tiger Feet. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Really love those tiger lights. That's neat, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. I really love them tiger feet. I really love them tiger feet. If, 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 if I, I hear that song, that song, that song Gonna Make You a Star by David Essex just take oh, you straight yeah. back to being five or six. Aww. If you hear Christmas bells in the background, it's the cat, inevitably. Santa cat. Santa cat. Question two. On the 2005 Christmas CD, the boys dressed up as the characters from the comedy show Father Ted. It was a great CD cover, but who actually played the character of Father Ted? Clue, it wasn't Mark. He was a very fetching Mrs Doyle. Well, that's a tough one. I've got a feeling... That's tough. I, I think that was the album that the Erin Marbles came off of. Or the CD that the Erin Marbles came off of. Hmm. I'm going to go with my gut. My first feet. I think I'm wrong. I'm going to say Rothers. Uh -uh. Who was it? It was H. I wanted to say H, but then I thought that's too obvious, isn't it? Well, it would be friends and it would be the main character. If you wanted to say it, you should have said it. Stupid game, this. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid here questions, Rich. Question three. What fan favourite song made its debut in quite a raw format on the, tw on the 2003 Christmas CD? Fan favourite song. Oh, wait, Neverland. 
Yes. Very good. I still wish I had that version of Neverland because I kind of prefer it to the finished one. Oh, someone must have it. Yeah. I used to have it. Yeah. I used to have it. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Well, or it was something. the live version they recorded at um, the, one of the Marine Weekends at Butlins, and I think they did. Uh, they did Faith as well, which wasn't on Marbles, which ended up on somewhere else. Uh, and I prefer that version to the album version. It was much more stripped back. They did Ocean Cloud as well, or um, I think it was called Pacific Rower at that point. Oh. Yeah. Oh well, well done. You got that right. Okay. Question four. What was the name of the 2007 Christmas CD? People at home are kind of going, we're not in the fan club. How am I supposed to get these? I don't know. This is terrible. I don't pay attention to that sort of thing because they're not official releases. Uh... So 2007, so that would have been around the time of somewhere else. Normally, they're a kind of pun on... I'm going to take a punt here. Normally, they're a pun on the album of that era. Mm -hmm. So I think there was Marillion Dot Christmas was one. There was Santa and his Elvis, I think, was oh, another what one. what was that a pun of? That was the one that had uh, Lonely Hill's Christmas on it because he sings it in a sort of... Elvis style. Oh, so it wasn't Santa a pun Rizal. on the no, most recent I think album. No, wasn't an album out that year. <laughs> I take a real punt here. Something mm. else. Something else. Yeah, that's obviously wrong because you that's repeated it. Absolutely wrong. What is you, it? I thought you were going to guess it because you said it would be a pun on somewhere else. On somewhere else. Nothing else. Something elves. <laughs> so close. So somewhere elf. I was close. You were close, but not close enough. Oh, two out of four so far. That's shocking. Two out of four ain't bad. <laughs> not bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come second or third in the Meridian <laughs> Weekend Quiz with this. Need Richie. Now we're finding out <laughs> that it's really Shogs that carries yeah. the team through. Yeah, we are. Okay. Question five. <laughs> I've got the giggles fine no it's it's yeah, you laugh at you love it when i get things wrong you Why never you... get anything wrong you never get anything wrong and i know that mark paling agrees with me on this it's like it's imagine living with someone that is always right but not in an arrogant way that they just think they're always right they're always right that makes me sound like the most insufferable man on earth no 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 you're not insufferable <laughs> but it's like how how can you always be right? Don't know. Just <laughs> I don't is. know. I just am. It's a curse. It's <laughs> <laughs> the my cross to bear. <laughs> but it's actually pretty good when it comes to quizzes. Yeah, except this one. Except this one. Um, okay. Question five: Which character appeared on the two thousand and one version and lent his name to it? Two thousand one version of what? I'm imagining it's the Christmas CD. I'm assuming it was Barry. That yes. Oh, yes. You're Sorry, you completely zoned out there. <laughs> what the hell? I was waiting for you to read out the rest of the sentence. <laughs> yes, you're correct. It was Barry. Yeah. 
And the CD was called A Very Barry Christmas. I was waiting for you to say that. Oh, I see. Sorry. But you got the answer right because the question was, what was his name? Yeah. And you said Barry, and that's correct. Barry, so you of get course. Point. Barry, of course, was the anorak wearing mascot of the Anarachnophobia album. Oh, that little guy. That little guy who looks like he's out of South Park. Yeah. Turned out, I think he was from uh, some Japanese motor car advert or something. Oh. This is all stuff we'll talk about more when we get to the Anarachnophobia album. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Good old Baza. And that's it for section one. Well, I'm glad. That was three out of five. Three out of five is good going. Three out of five ain't that's bad. <laughs> three out of five ain't bad. I think we should top up that, our glasses. That is more than 50%. Mm, that's, so yeah. congratulations, Mr. Rose. You are still in the top tier. More port? Yeah, why not? On we go. I think that was a very good Well, I'm disappointed. Result. You're disappointed? Yeah. Why? Somewhere else I should have got. I'm surprised you didn't get that because you came so close. What was the other one I got wrong? Um, the second one. Oh, who played um, uh, Father Ted? Which I should have just said H. Main character. The main character in Marillion. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who's the main character in Marillion? Was, was, uh, who was Dougal? Again, I want to say Pete, but. Well, we can just look up the. No. Oh, we, no, it's not online, is probably it? Probably not. Go on then, round two. Round two. Where my confidence shaken. And this, oh, why? You've done really well. You've done way better than I would have done. I would have gotten zero out of five. Let us all know at home how you're doing. Yes. Okay, so round two is called conventional wisdom. Oh, God. Well, for, for very good reason. There's there's normally kind of quite large blank spots in my recollection of Marillion Conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so this I really don't feel confident about. How, how Shogs remembers anything, I'll never know. My main memory of him at most Marillion weekends is him grey and ashen and walking around like a zombie with hangovers like I've never seen anyone have before. <laughs> so anyway. Maybe they were always from the Fridays then. Yeah. Well, the Sundays I've stopped drinking on. Yeah. Oh, except for last time. Oh, oh God. Yeah, less said about that, the better. Yeah, let's not yeah. mention Which I hadn't drunk. Got back to the chalet, sober. Decided... No, you weren't. I'm sorry. You keep saying this every time you tell the story. You were not sober. You were bouncing in that gig, like literally anyway. jumping like a basketball player, which was the direct result of having several beers. Several. Several. Yeah, but it you was... You were very it... happy. And the the height to which you bounced... I'm tall. ...was... Yeah, was you, you don't usually jump that high. Well... Unless, unless you've had some... <laughs> Uh, oh, what's what's beer made out of? <laughs> brown water. <laughs> some brown assist. No, I'm not going to say brown assistance. No, do Unless not say that. Unless you've had that. some liquid assistance. 
were turning around and you're like jumping up like two meters into the air and i was like okay. sound, that sounds insane it, i can't jump that high you think you can't until you've had several beers anyway everything was fine till we got back to the chalet and mark paling brought out a load of champagne that he somehow produced from somewhere and was and, there cheese yeah well that's what that's what slightly, and crisps it was a lot of crisps because we thought we could better eat everything before we have to go home rather than chuck it and I ate most of the very large packets of paprika lays and a lot of cheese and a lot of champagne. And you'd done a lot of jumping. I've done a lot of jumping. All I can say, dear listener, is you draw your own conclusions as to what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) It had been a long time since I had had that reaction to drink and I was very ashamed of myself. I was very ashamed. It was awful. Sitting, laying on the bed that night. Laying on the bed when we got back, and I just thought, well, got back, went back upstairs, and I just thought, oh my god, I'm really, really drunk. Oh no! Like I hate being this drunk. Oh. And oh my god, the room is spinning, and I feel very, very sick. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, I blame the cheese. Bad and then cheese. the next day, we had like a four-hour wait in the airport because of weather issues. Oh, awful. Anyway. I'm, I'm glad I had nothing to drink that yeah, evening. Yeah, all right. Show off. <laughs> well, someone had <laughs> to be right. the... De- I'm teetotal and I can be merely condescending. <laughs> <laughs> someone had to be the designated driver. You weren't driving. No, I know. Right, okay. okay. Let's, have, let's have round two. Okay, so round two, question one. What was the year and location of the convention that featured one of Paul's least favourite songs, Holidays in Eden, also known as The Steamer? As part of his least favourite sets called Smoke. Well, geez, smoke and mirrors. Um, I know it was a Butlins one, so I know it was in the UK. I was there with Anthony because Anthony found it hysterical that I was standing there with quite a stern expression on my face with my arms folded because he kept turning around to laugh at me. <laughs> they played like one song after another <laughs> that I didn't like. They decided to do two sets, right? One was a quiet set, yeah. like their more chilled, arty stuff. Yeah. And the other one was a rocky set. Oh, no. Say no more. Say no more. Wow. That was the smoke set. Saturday night. I, yeah. And you just stood there with your arms, with your arms folded. Yeah, Anthony found it hysterical. Oh, I would have found it hysterical as well. So I met Anthony in two thousand and four. I'm gonna say two thousand and five. Where? Which but, Butlins? Minehead Butlins. Sorry, which one? Minehead. Minehead Butlins. Minehead. Correct. There we go. Process of elimination. Bonus trivia. That was the year you met Shogs as well. Yeah, I know. I remember the time I met Shogs. Question two. What was the name of the set on the Sunday night of the 2009 convention? So I met you. I met you in... I met you in 2011. Correct. 
I know the Sunday night set that year was The Glow Must Go On. The Glow? Yeah. G-L-O-W? Yeah. I wasn't sure if you said Globe, G-L-O. No, The Glow Must Go On, the idea. No, G-L-O-B-E, not W-E. Not really what people are here for. You trying to spell out things you've misheard. <laughs> it's not really what people tune in for. <laughs> Plus also the globe must go yeah, on. It it makes the, no everyone got given um, glow sticks oh, as they went really in. that's really cool. And they would read out the names of two songs and which one you wanted. You had to wave your glow stick in the Air Force. You had to vote. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, I fear I'm going to have to say, <laughs> wait a minute. The glow must go on. Hang on. Go back two years. Mm-hmm. The Sunday. What was the name of the Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Size matters. Yes. Oh, talk me through your process of just, remembering that. I just remembered it. Oh, that's it. That's well, I was trying to. I was trying to go process. back and remember what different nights were. Wow. I think that was the last year. Um, they did two. They did a the size matters set was all long songs. Ah. And I remember being fascinated because my friend Gavin came that year. Gavin's not a Meridian fan, but he is a musician. Right. He came several years. I don't know why he kept coming, but he did. Um, but he came that year and he, he uh, much to my surprise, because the band he's in, Sun Velvet Morning, go check them out. They were once described in Q magazine as having dated prog rock licks, which they were very frustrated and offended by because they're not a prog band by any stretch of the imagination right. uh, but he the, the night he enjoyed most was the Sunday night was the prog, prog night the big long songs night because he found the songs more complex and interesting yes. yeah and every song he would tell me oh what time signature it's in and then they played Invisible Man and he said I haven't got a clue oh wow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, size matters. There you go. Well done. Okay, I'm, I knew size I'm matters. Were, I knew size matters was a Sunday night set. That's why it was. Uh, a, it was still okay. a bit of a guess. Yeah. Well, Shogs has given us some extra trivia oh, as well. Oh, well done, Shogs. I like that. Um, and he said that on that Sunday night, the set was delayed by at least half an hour oh, in yes. Port Zealand, as H had imbibed something funky, which had disagreed with him. We were told at the time that he had food poisoning. Noted Marillion tribute band frontman Rich Harding was spotted in the crowd with in-ear monitors at the ready as a possible H substitute. But H, being the trooper that he is, made it on stage and got through the entire set as if nothing had happened. Mm. Do you remember that? Oh, do I remember that? (laughs) I guess that would be a bit hard to forget. I do remember Lucy coming out and addressing the crowd and saying... Oh, H has got food poisoning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and and asking for Rich Harding. Why do I say? Because H has since on the Corona Diaries revealed what he'd really eaten. Oh. <laughs> Are you allowed to say or is it, is it a secret? I'll just say to people they can go and check out the Corona Diaries. Okay. For the, uh, for the true story of what H had eaten. All right, everyone, go and check out the Corona Diaries. Yeah. For the scoop. Yeah, on what H had eaten. <laughs> Most it, curious. It, well, you can work it out. Well, no, I can't. It could be several things. Well, 
let's put it put it this way. He he. No, I'm not going to say it. I'll let him t- tell the story. Let him tell the story. Because I might get some facts wrong. Not that it's ever stopped him on the Corona Diaries, but anyway. Well, what? Getting facts wrong? Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of person. Yeah. Let's get all the facts wrong. Who yeah. needs well, accuracy? Well, you probably do when you're talking about other people. Uh, yeah, okay. You, I have. I did right, once do a journalism enough. libel course, so... Um. <laughs> yeah, That's, but this is, why, this is why I will always yeah. say maybe, sort of, um, I think... Allegedly, and I'm not sure. Just to cover well, myself. I didn't know what was going on there. I had an out of body experience. You, you, I just thought you were saying random words. I didn't know what was going on. I was. I'm just saying. <laughs> usually, whenever I give any facts, I will, I will um, embrace them with words of uncertainty. Okay, good. Which you know gives them breathing room. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Question three. What song was playing when H made his jaw-dropping exit off the stage at the 2007 convention in Port Zealand? I really, really wanted to just interrupt you and blurt it out then because you got two words into that. Or three words, what song was playing? Or like four words into that. And I knew exactly what the question was going to be. And the song was built in Bastard Radar. Or as H says it, built in Bastard Radar. What? Awkward. Why? Well, it's not that. No. What is it? Tumble down the years. 2017. I was there. I thought it was built in Bastard Radar. Well... I can't say because I'm not the fact person around. <clears throat> okay, Paul is going to fact check this. Fact check, everyone. What song was playing when H made his jaw-dropping exit off the stage at the 2017 convention in Port Zealand? Is that when he fell off the stage? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was assuming. Well, here's a message from the band. Their good friend and occasional co-lyricist John Helmer, you know him. Mm-hmm. Apparently got up on stage for Tumble Down the Years. I don't remember him being on stage for it because they abandoned the song. And I don't like Built in Bastard Radar or Bastard Radar. Mm. And I remember being quite pleased that it got curtailed. So, um, uh, I'm looking it up. I, I was there and I have to say I can't. Oh, there goes the cat. I was there, and I have to say that I can't remember what the song was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rich. (laughs) Oh, God, here we go. I have found independent verification that it's built in Bastard Radar. We went to the Meridian Weekend, and this is what was happened, and this is on the Prog Magazine website. And then, during Built in Bastard Radar, singer Steve Hogarth steps behind a rack of lights, stumbles through the video screen and disappears out of sight. He's fallen six feet into a lattice of scaffolding pipes onto a concrete floor. So maybe he meant what was the final song of that evening? Well, it wouldn't have been that, because they were playing Meridian.com in order. Okay, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is um, a prime example of what we were talking about before, about Paul... Or is somehow being right. Not in an arrogant way. He just has a really good memory for facts. 
Well, I remember that because I was pleased that 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 that, that song of all the songs on that album got cut in half. <laughs> oh, so you weren't wor- you weren't worried about him falling off the stage and potentially hurting himself? No. People whoa, were whoa, in whoa, tears. Whoa, 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 whoa! I was worried. It was a really scary moment. That was really scary. It was really scary. I remember we went and stood outside and we were chatting. Yeah. And people were in tears. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. We didn't that know was what was going to happen. It was like, oh my god. What I was pleased about was when H came back on stage and said, "We'll skip that one." Right. Thank you for clarifying that point. I think it's fair to say that that's in dispute, but I think I do deserve the point, given that Prog Magazine, the mighty Prog Magazine, which I am a subscriber of, by the way, everyone, even though they didn't want to review my album, but never mind. Um, Aside from that, uh, I think they are quite the resource in terms of accuracy when it comes to Prog Matters. I will give you that point. If but anyone, if, if we will anyone, say if anyone can prove you wrong with conclusive proof, concrete proof, then we shall remove the point. So it's a provisional point. However, if I am right, doesn't matter if I get anything else wrong. Point is, <laughs> you I've, got that point right. Is I've disputed and uh, <laughs> disputed the quizmaster. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> You know, you were saying there's, you know, I'm never arrogant or annoying when I'm right. I am a little bit. <laughs> you, you do love being right. Well, who and likes I mean, being who, wrong? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, who doesn't? Everyone loves being right. Yeah. It's just some of us, like, you know, me and H, we're not the, <laughs> we're not the best at accuracy. So, mm. you know. I think, we can't I think all, you'll make a better shout. Of, we can't uh, all be so lucky as having the gift of, being able to enjoy being right. I think you'll make a better shout of naming all the Marillion albums in order, but anyway. I really wouldn't, especially not at this point. Next question, please. Next question. What song was playing when H... No, I've already done that question. You have. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you have port. No, it's <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the port, my love. Question four. Which early Fish era song did Martin from Forgotten Sons slash Still Marillion, as they're now known... Tribute band. Tribute bang. Sing in swap in the swap the band section of the 2005 convention that led to the bouncing floor, which caused such a consternation to the country and Western fans below. Come on, Rich. You know I know this. It's good for Jester's dear. Oh, Paul. Paul, are you going to say Fugazi? Yes. Do not tell me you're going to contest this as well. There is no way for you to prove this. You can't contest this. I am. I'm going to contest it. It says Fugazi here. He did that as well. I remember the floor bouncing during. Oh shit! No. Um. No, he's right. H sung script for Jester's tear. Ah. But. I don't remember the floor bouncing during Fugazi. If there's any, if oh. there are any structural engineers out there who'd like to <laughs> visit <laughs> Butlin's Minehead, I don't remember the floor bouncing during Fugazi. I remember the floor bouncing during Script for Just the Tear. I remember mm. Martin coming out and doing Fugazi. I don't know what to do now then. No, he, what do no I do? I'm wrong. Who do I give this it's point fine. to? It's fine. I'm wrong. I am wrong. wrong. Okay. That but, is very honourable of you. It's down to, uh, it's down to personal recollection. I don't, think the floor bounced during Fugazi. But it did during Script for Justice Tear. That's all. 
But, you know, that's fine. We've all got a different definition of what bouncing is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The floor may may have been bouncing, but maybe you were looking up at the ceiling and you didn't notice. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. All right. That's very big of you. I then. may have stepped off the dance floor by the time Martin came on and done Vigazi because I was fearing for my life. And it was the sprung dance floor. I ha- I did step off midway during Squiff with Chester Tear because I turned to my friend James and went, this is no, dangerous. James wasn't there yet, yeah. I turned to whoever I was with. <laughs> this is dangerous. Seb. Seb was there. Ah, okay. So that's why. So, yeah, it may well have been bouncing. Hmm. Bouncy, bouncy. Final question of this round. Question five. What was the song beginning with the letter R in 2011, 2011's theme the A to Z of Marillion. This is when having the port. This is why I don't drink during the Marillion quizzes. Um, R. See, off the top of my you head. You should know this. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, I know. This is easy. Yeah, there's only so many songs beginning with R. 2011. The year we met. Yes, the year we met. <sighs> that was the year that they played an instrumental version of Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. I'm still bitter about. Why? I've mentioned this on the podcast because H didn't sing it. They didn't have a singer on stage. He it Was that the one where he let the audience take over? He just walks off stage. And then what happened to the song? The audience were meant to sing it, but when then you kind of realise how few members of the audience, at least around us, knew the lyrics to the song. Oh, no. <laughs> so what happened to just tape it off? Kind of, yeah. You realise how important vocals are to a song that's been written for a vocalist. Yeah. Okay, ah, oh, can I get a clue? Is it Fish or H era? <laughs> no, don't give me that. Um, I'm not giving you clues. Come on, you can, I, sorry, you can my, do my this. My brain is stuck with you radiation, can do radiation album. It uh, wasn't fish era, was it? Do you really want me to give you the no, clue? No, I don't. You don't, because you'll feel worse about yourself. Yeah, I will. So I'm not giving you a clue. I'm going to I'm going to sit and wait. I'm going to sit and sip on my port and wait. This will all be edited down. <laughs> the half an hour of thinking <laughs> turns into like 10 seconds. It's gonna, I'm going to get it. Unfortunately, my brain has been slightly adult. <laughs> I'm not. I do feel a little bit tunnel vision. Really? Yeah. You've had more than me. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, Mr. Biffo is staring up at the ceiling. His eyes are darting left to right as he scans his memory banks, going through each album in order, each song in order. Looking Run away! No. Try again. You let me try again? Yeah. I'm not taking the first answer. I'll let you try again. I told you I was going through the albums. Well... Have a good think. 2011. Take yourself back. Shall we do a little hypnosis session? No. Just relax. No, don't. This is, if you breath. talk, if you talk throughout it, I'll get put off. Imagine where you were in, on that evening, 2011. They're doing A to Z. You're still talking, and it's not really helping me. All right. Okay. I'll be quiet now. Trouble is, I'm getting to the stage where it's like I've had enough to drink. I'm just like, I just don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> And that is why you don't drink during the Marillion yeah. quiz well, at the Marillion like, weekend. I just want to mess about now. 
Um. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. Okay, think of all the songs that begin with R. Well, I'm trying to. Just I'm going start to... listing them. I am, but you keep talking. You've and only said me. one. Yeah, I can't go through them in alphabetical order. What I can do is go through album by album. You've only said one so far. Yeah, I know. Turns out there's not that many songs beginning with R. So it should be easier then. No, it isn't because I don't have them categorised in my brain like well, that. Well, you need to get on that. In my, vi- my mind vinyl warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that mind vinyl warehouse organised. Okay, stop talking. I'm going to get there. <clears throat> right, what am I on? Uh, this strange engine I've done. Um, okay, I'm on uh, Meridian. No, I'm Radiation Now, which I know the album begins with R, but there isn't a song called Radiation. Uh, all right, tell me what album it's on. This is this is no, not right enjoying that's, this. That'll make it way too easy. Okay, tell me what album it's on, and I'll forego the point. I just want a clue. Well, yeah, you don't get the point anyway because your first answer was wrong. Real Tears for Sale, Release, Rich, and Runaway. It's one of those. That night. Real Tears for Sale, Rich, Runaway, Release. I don't think they did the release that night. I'm going to say Real Tears for Sale. Wrong. What is it? It's the release. Bollocks. Which album is that from? Oh, come on, Sanya. We've just covered it on the Beam Pod podcast. Have we? Yes, it was a B-side. Oh, oh yeah, release the <laughs> release. The release. Okay. This I is why I don't do quizzes. Don't get it. Fine, I don't get it. Yeah, you're point. not getting that point. All right, are you ready for the next round? Yes, so. Round three is called Odds and Sods. Okay. This is the final round. Yep. And question one is, what was the name of the DVD that was filmed over three nights at the Oxford Zodiac in 1999? Zodiac. But it was not called Zodiac. On. This is my deliberation process. Oh, this is your process, okay. Gotta say, by the way, that DVD. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry whoever did it. Really terrible picture quality. <laughs> it's really it was bad. They put a weird kind of blur sort of Vaseline kind of filter on all the footage really odd decision to make hmm. uh anyway Interesting. but what God. was it called 21 years ago this is awful i've had a drink now and i really I, this is my trouble my i don't care were you at the oxford zodiac yeah I was, I, I was actually there that's for all three nights no, one of the nights i went with my friend mike collins who my dog did the poo in his bedroom if anyone oh, remembers no. that that story <laughs> Was that uh-huh. like a, a first, like a one of the Meridian weekends? No. Or how come it was three nights in I Oxford? I don't know. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I have it. or had it. Remember the cover. Um, yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. It was shot in the, the dark. dark. Of course it was. Yeah. Shot in the dark with a load of Vaseline over our lens. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Anyone go and watch it. It's, it's just. It's the opposite of HD. It's like it's... sort of subs SD. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question two. 
What musical style did the band adopt for the live version of Lap of Luxury when played at the famous acoustic gig Unplugged at the Walls in Oswestry? Yeah. When record Oswestry. Where's that? Oswestry, sorry. In Oswestry when recording the album Radiation. What musical style did the band adopt for the live version of the lap, of lap of Luxury when played at the famous acoustic gig Unplugged at the Walls in Oswestry? Well, I know the Where's version. Where's Oswestry? That's hard to say. Oswestry. On the border of Wales. Don't, oh, quote, cool. don't quote me on that. Um, Wales. I'm going to go to Wales Well, again. that's tough. I know the version. But So what was the musical style? Musical genre? I no, suppose musical style. This is this. That's it. quite difficult because it's a bit open to interpretation. I. It was kind this of, kind of style of music is not open to interpretation. It's kind of bluesy, Stoke Skiffily. Well, what's he saying? It is reggae. Well, I wouldn't have said that was reggae. Well, I'll play it for you. <sighs> We've had a little break we to have, have another little drink. I didn't. I just had water. Well, you've drunk all yours, that's why. I had less than you. We've had a steward's inquiry. We've listened to the version on Unplugged for the Walls. And yes, all right, it's reggae-ish. In the, it's, the music is reggae-like. It's definitely reggae. I don't think H is singing it in a reggae style, but I'm going to concede the point. Good. That was... That was definitely reggae. Musically, yeah. But mm, lyrically, musically, vocally. Vocally, it's not, is it? It was a nice version, though. That's a lovely version. So that whole album's great, Unplugged at the Walls. It's on Spotify, if anyone's interested. Oh, is it? Yeah. I might have to have a listen. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag we wish. Yeah. Um, Better would like to sponsor us, by the way. (laughs) 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 Just doing this for nothing. What is the name of the shape on the Sounds That Can't Be Made oh, album please cover? please don't do that. Whoa. That is, that's a tough, that's a mathematical yeah, question. Yeah, it is. It's a mathematical it's like shape. physics and stuff. They printed it out. It was a 3D printed shape. Right. That was... It was a sound. I can't remember what the sound was. I, I'm never going to get it. I'm not. So Wait, how does that work? They made a sound and how did they get the visual of the sound? Do you remember when <laughs> we looked up um, Slush Puppy sound cups? Yes. Slush Puppy made cups that were based upon the sounds of, for instance, whales mating. I know that sounds bizarre. We've done a video on it on YouTube. If you want to go to the YouTube channel Digitizer, D-I-G-I-T-I-S-E-R, we did a video on Slush Puppy where we cover the whole Slush Puppy sound cups thing where sound waves were turned into cups you could drink out of and 3D print. The the 
I always thought that the image on sounds that can't be made was was a graphic, but it wasn't. It was three D printed. Yeah, it looks like a human ear or what? or a quaver. You know, to Pork me, scratching. It looks like Pork to scratching. me. It has always been like a snail shell or a well, sea snail yeah. shell. I'm not going to get it. I'm just not even going to bother trying. It's uh, I'm I'm still reeling from the fact it's not a shell. <laughs> you thought that was a shell? I thought it was a shell. Well, as in like a sound that you could put to your ear. Like you no, I see. didn't think it had anything anything to do no. with sounds. I just thought it was a shell. We'll come around to that cover again when... Uh, when we get we, to we get that there. album. The shape is called... Hang on. Oh, my screen's gone. A cardioid. Yeah, was never going to get that. Neither was I. He's tough, Rich. So we've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 questions so far. Paul, you, I'm not need, doing to, well. you need to pull your socks up. I'm doing terribly. Yeah, because you've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 correct. That's terrible. Come on. Out of 13? Yeah, you can do this. Come on. We've got a few left. Well, I can't do it. I've only got two left, haven't I? Um, okay. Yeah. Question four. What was the name of the club that was formed on the Clutching at Straws tour, whose name was based on the excesses that had to take place for someone to end up looking like an old hag? Zelda Club. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Well done. Zelda being a witch-like alien character from the TV show Terror Hawks, that after a few weeks on tour with Marillion, you would end up looking like her. Oh. <laughs> oh. Finally, one I know. You did it. Awesome. Okay, and the final question. Drum roll, please. What line from the BBC comedy Blackadder led to Mark's famous nickname, Mad Jack. I'm not a Blackadder fan. But you're a Marillion fan. I'm not a Blackadder fan. Okay, but, you know, just saying. I don't know. I don't... Okay, here's the thing. Blackadder is very popular. Yes. We even had him in Australia. Slightly annoys me. Oh, I mean the last series, the the Blackadder goes forth was you know the ending of it was amazing. I loved Blackadder growing up, but there's a. Certain... Did you watch it anyway? Yeah, I watched you? it all. Yeah, just but it had a because it was written by Ben Elton. I'd love the young ones, right? Even though the young ones took the piss out of Marillion once. No, yeah, did they? Uh, it had a character called um, Neil. Mm. This is a whole long thing that I'm going to... Oh, sorry, I'm just going to get into it. First gig I ever saw was by Neil from The Young Ones. What? My dad took me to see, see Neil from The Young Ones. Neil was a character in a sitcom called The Young Ones, which was co-written by Ben Elton, who wrote series two, three, and or co-wrote, or wrote, actually, maybe two series two, three, and four of Blackadder. Right. Neil released an album... And a number two single, single hole in my shoe. He released an album called Neil's Heavy Concept Album. Whoa. It was the, my first exposure to prog. And <laughs> right. was it love at first listen? 
Yeah, I loved it. Ah, there you go. I know. It paved the way. It did. It paved the way Comedy for the prog paved the way for real prog. Yeah. Anyway, I always found. I reached a point with Blackadder where I found the humour a bit sick form and smug. Right. And how many seasons in were you by then? Well, all of them, but it, so was, right from it, the was, more, it was more retroactively. I love. I The first series of Blackadder, which is the least loved series, is my favourite, right. which was written by Richard Curtis, who, you know, well, some some people find him a bit middle class and controversial now but uh but i love that first series it was kind of dark and a bit weird and but the later series the, the ben elton you know ben elton has a unpleasant smugness about him anyway i'm sorry i'm saying it uh and the black adder is imbued with that i'm you know even though it's in, incredibly quotable and has some iconic moments in it i've never watched Flash it Heart and you know anyway sorry so my point is this is all preamble to kind of go i don't know the answer to that question because i'm not a blackadder fan wow okay but you are a meridian fan so what you haven't heard sort of on the great massive i was a massive terror hawks fan (laughs) i have no idea who they are well that was who zelda came from (laughs) when you say terror hawks it makes me think of um what are they called thunderbirds yeah well it was by the same guy were they the same kind of puppets? Similar. Ah, that's why. Okay. So, would you like to know the answer? Yeah, well, I don't care. He's madder than Mad Jack McMad, winner of last year's Mr. Mad contest. God, that's such a bloody black out of stroke Ben Elton line. God, that gets <laughs> under my skin. <laughs> oh, you're more cunning than a, a, a Mr. Cunning, cunning That's not a great word to. Well, start. that's what they did. He's more cunning than a, from Cumberland. Cunning Cumberland. Anyway, it's just it's all that, isn't it? Do you like Mr. Bean? Well, Mr. Bean gets you? a lot of flack, but I actually yeah. I don't hate Mr. Bean. Uh, Rowan Atkinson isn't my problem with Blackout. Mm. He's a great comic actor, and Mr. Bean is great physical comedy, and I like the fact that it doesn't have words in it. It's a kids. Yeah, can enjoy it no matter what age. It's it? got a brilliant. Yeah, it gets a lot of grief, but I really Does like it? the universality of it. Yeah, Mr. Well, Bean yeah. gets grief. Yeah, kind of because it's seen as a bit harmless. stupid. But it's actually really quite clever. You know, pack it. You try packing that many visual gags into a half-hour script hmm. uh, without any dialogue. Yeah, you know, tell a story without dialogue. It, it's you know, I, I in my day job wrote Sooty. Yeah, which was an amazing, um, it was the first professional job I had. You try writing a bloody TV show with the main character who doesn't talk and his, his best friend only talks in squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't easy. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bean's similar. It's, 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 it's very well done. Mr. Bean is really well loved, though. Yeah, it Why is. But not loved? by cool dudes. Yeah, okay, well, cool dudes only like kind of. Ooh, we all white. like we all like Black Mirror. We all like Charlie Booker. Okay, right. I wouldn't really have picked Black Mirror as the example. <laughs> I would have picked something like <laughs> Le Mirror Noir. What? Or, Which is a thing you've just invented. Yeah, but it's like a silent TV show, which is all about. Not normal clowns, you know, those French clowns that are black and white. You've gone off a real tangent, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I got six out of 15. 
Hang on, I haven't counted yet. Well, I can tell you, I've got six out of 15. I'm terrible. One, two, three. I've really four, embarrassed five, myself. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. But the quiz is not over yet. We have Another the next round. round, which traditionally, unless I've bigged it up way too much, you are extremely skilled at this. Well, scarily skilled. What I'm thinking is you just finish the quiz yourself. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> All right. We're going to give it a go. We don't need to be, we don't need to do many songs. We can just do a couple. No, we can keep going until I get a million points. I'm going to play a random song mm. and I'm only going to play the first few seconds of it and then we're going to see if you can guess what it is. All right, let's have song number one. Okay, I've had to add a little bit more complexity because Paul usually finds this challenge way too easy. So we're also You're setting me up for, fail. for the song length. I'm not because you. every time we've played this, you've got and you've got a 10 second leeway each way. In each direction. It's nothing. No, leeway. It's nothing. Is it not? No, not enough. Remember, these songs are really long. <laughs> you played way too much. I know, sorry. That was that gave away too much. Well, I'll guess it as a first one. Go that on. was Most Toys, which is Meridian's worst ever song. <laughs> 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 I'm saying it now. Most Toys is the worst song Meridian have ever done. And I will wow. say more about it when we get to somewhere else. Can you guess the song's approximate length? Two minutes 35. It's two minutes 48. Come on, you can give me that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. That's right. the one thing it has in its favour. That is short. Yeah. Really, his shortest and worst song. This is hard because you're going to know all of these. Well, not necessarily if you play, don't play like four seconds of them like you just did. With him saying, he who dies with the most. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad choice. <laughs> and here's the next song. That would be Cathedral Wall. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> that was one second. <laughs> That was one second of song. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What's the length of the song? It's a mid-length song. Well, mid-length for Marillion, not mid-length for most... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, mid-length for Marillion. Yeah. Uh, Long for anyone else. Unfortunately, you have picked a song that I hardly ever listen to. Once again... Even though of, you could guess it after one second. One of my least favourite Marillion songs. <laughs> Well done, that I never put on. So it's a good one because it's a challenge because I, I rarely listen to it. Um, Even though you could guess it from one second of yeah. music. Well, it's the penultimate track on Radiation. Right. And the final song is 10 minutes or so. So this isn't as long as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so around the seven minute mark. Am I in the right ballpark? Close-ish. Six minutes something. Six minutes something. Six minutes 55. Six minutes 28. Don't give me that. I'll give you that. Okay, we'll expand it to 30 seconds. Thank you. 
All right. <laughs> You're doing well. Here is our third song. That was only one second, so you can have well, more if you want. Is that Half Empty Jam? Are you sure of that name? No. Is that the name you want to give it's it? It's one of two songs. But try and say the name again. Half Empty Jam. Or Half Full Jam? I thought we agreed we were only going to do album tracks. Isn't this an album track? What is this? This is on um, Happiness is the Road, Volume 1. I'm just not doing live songs. It doesn't say live. I've never heard of a song called Half Full Jam. Happiness is the Road, Volume 1, last... the. No, it's not the last song. It comes after. After what? After Happiness is the Road on my Well, that list. should be half. So, so is it a B-side? You can get the point if it's the song you're thinking of. Well, it's the same song. That's nice. I think it's erroneously listed on Spotify. This is Apple. I don't think it's part of the album because it doesn't have a track number. But it might be a B-side. It, it was kind of a bonus track on the first disc of Happiness is the Road. Right. Um, I on. don't see one called Half Empty Jam, though. Well, this is an issue. Because I've looked it up and there is a song called Half Empty Jam. And I've looked it up and there's a song called Half Full Jam with identical lyrics. Um, Which album is Half Empty Jam well, from? Well, this is my problem. This is oh, I've Half Empty a... Jam is Happiness is the Road. I've picked it up. Um, I've picked um, I've picked a, a mystery song. Yeah, you you picked a bloody controversial <laughs> one, haven't you? That's oh, listeners. Oh, well, it's, okay. Here's here's the problem. Right on Marillion's website, it's listed as hidden track. He sings in it. I used to be half empty, but now I'm half full. I'll give you the point. Do can you guess the length of the song? Thanks for giving me a bloody hidden track that's not an official know. part of the album. I didn't know. I'm going to say it's around the six minute mark, five minutes something, six something, 6.28. 6.47, but you can get that. Thank you. I think it's whatever you want to call that song, because it's just a jam. Some websites seem to list it as half empty, some list it as half full. I suppose it depends on whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. I think so, yeah. <laughs> That must be, that's that must be how it works. I've always called it half empty jam. Draw your so, own conclusions. <laughs> Here we go. Oh well, that's okay. Live. Start a, okay. If I won't. You want use, me to try and guess that? I won't. You just from the you applause. can guess stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good that I can guess the applause from any live. Release. I won't use that album. I didn't say live, so I thought it wasn't going to be live. Ready? Potentially Margaret. Not Margaret. Should I play more? It, yeah. Okay. Is that Memory of Water Big Beat Mix? No. What is it? Second Chance. Okay. Remember when we said only do album tracks? No, we just said don't do live songs. We said album tracks or B-sides. That's a bonus demo. 
It doesn't say that in there. It's it's what beautiful I wanted to give. Okay, I wanted to give you I can't a challenge. Do that. I can't do. All that. right, okay, all right. You've got to give me album tracks or B sides. Okay, okay. I don't know what which ones are B sides. They don't list something as a B side. Okay, well just give me album tracks on the main thing. All right, album tracks. Okay, off we go. I've got still got a mouthful of ice. But I'll I do can, it. I, I can, can wait. Do, no, I can do it. I'll do it even with ice. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to do this one. Good. The web. Seriously? Oh my god. Oh well, I knew you'd be able to get it. Yes, correct. How long is it? Yeah, how long is it? <sighs> it's another mid length song. I can't believe that. Do you know do you realise that wasn't even one second? Good. Proves I'm awesome. <laughs> Gonna say it's around the eight minute mark. It's eight minutes something. Eight minutes something. Eight minutes twenty seven. Eight minutes fifty one, but you can have that. Thank you. So far you've got everything right. Oh finally. Yeah. I think you'll get this. Doop doop. Well, I know what it is. I'm waiting to see. It's Cannibal Surf Bay. Correct. Again, you got that from one second of music. Yeah. Can you tell me the length? Seven, six minutes something. No. Seven minutes something. No. Five minutes something. It's five minutes something. Five minutes 28. Nope. Well, what is it? Five minutes forty-four. So that's within the thirty second. Well, yeah, except you started off with seven minutes something. <laughs> so mm, not sure about that. Well, and then you went to six minutes oh, something. Turns out I'm not perfect. <laughs> You'd have thought it. You want more? Yeah. Well, we should do at least ten. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Poor my love. Ah. Oh. Again, one second. <laughs> <sighs> Damn. This is too easy. This is why you need to let me include the demos. Length, please. 527. Oh, close. 558. No, 559. Oh, I'm two seconds <sighs> out of my margin of error. Well, it frustrates you that I get them. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I just don't know how it's possible to know a song from one second of sound. Well, because they all sound different. <sighs> one more. No, not one more. We've got a few. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we've got a few more. Four hmm. more. See, if you let me include live ones. There are some to. weird albums on here that I've never heard of, like okay, Waves Mar and Numbers. Marillion have done um, more live albums. Yeah, exactly. Marillion have done more live albums than any other band. <laughs> probably. Oh, right. And so... With friends from the yeah. orchestra. And I'll be I, honest... I can't choose anything. I'll be honest, I haven't listened to every live album in detail because after a while you kind of go, well, how many live versions of Easter do I need? Do you know what I'm going to do for the next one? I am going to... You're going to play South from the Middle? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Is that all right? Yeah, fine with me. Okay. Welcome to the middle of song. I think you'll guess this one. Oh, that's hard. It's off misplaced childhood. If I'd have played a bit more, you would have guessed it straight away. Bongo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And you know that why you would have guessed it straight away? Because this is the bit that comes next. That's the hardest one so far. Oh, good. Oh, good. So that's what we're doing yeah. for the rest of I'm the gonna quiz. I'm going to say two minutes, 19. Um, no. Oh, whoa. two minutes, 13. Good going. Okay, so, right. We're hitting the middle of the song now. <laughs> yeah, it's harder. Yeah. Weirdly, it's harder. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Let's go. A Man of a Thousand Faces. Nope. No. Can I hear it again? Release? No. Okay, play me another bit more until I get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gave it yeah. away. Hope for the future. Yes. Can you guess the length? Um, Six minutes, 40. No. Four minutes. No, five minutes, 30. Five minutes. Five minutes, 11. Yeah. I'm going to give you a spoiler here for when we cover this strange engine. Yeah. That's a track that many Marillion fans consider to be terrible. It's also a track that many members of Marillion consider to be terrible. However, I love it. Ah. Controversial. Yeah. Love I it so much that you can guess it from one second, from a one second snippet of sound. My daughter, Emily, used to call it the jungle song. Oh, really? <laughs> does sound a little bit like something off the Tarzan soundtrack. I finally slipped up. I know, gosh, you're doing yeah. so well as well. I think you'll get this. You said that. I don't know if you sing it one. I didn't say it on the last one. Oh, you didn't think I'd get that. No, I didn't. I didn't know. Ready? Mm. Here we go. Well, is that the middle of the song? It's not quite the middle. Well, it sounded a bit lavender-esque. Not lavender. Fish it, era. It, it did sound lavender-esque. Do you really want me to tell you what era it's from? No, play me a little bit more. Oh, is this a live version? Was it Warm Wet Circles? No. What is that? Did you really think that was fish singing? No, I didn't. That's why I'm asking if it was a live version. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not going to be able to tell you the length or anything because this... Where are you getting it from? Well, do you know what it's yeah, from? Yeah, it's from the levers. Yeah. And but do you know which part? Don't... That's where it gets tricky. Yeah, I can't tell you which part. And that's why I can't tell you the length. That I because thought... they're all split into parts. Interesting that I thought it was lavender-esque. I know. Because I've always thought the levers is the closest thing they've done in the H era to sounding like misplaced childhood. I think oh, the final part of the levers. Yeah, it's got that, that euphoric uplift in the way that Childhood's End and White Feather do. I can he I can hear what you mean. Yeah, and that really sounded like lavender then. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but anyway. Um, but we're not doing length of song because that was part yeah. four, oh, it's... and each part has their own length. It's about nineteen minutes long. <laughs> in total. Yeah. If if you want to know. Part four, which is also called The Jumble of Days, uh, is four minutes 20 long. Oh. So I'm just going to write that down. No, I didn't get that, did I? I was thrown off by the fact, by how much the levers sounds like uh, misplaced childhood. Crazy. 
but you know. Ready? Yep. Oh, that's hard. That was only one second. I'll, I can play Let's more. Have two seconds. Oh, that's tough. What more? Yeah. Where, whereabouts in the song is that? Uh, towards the end. Wow, that's tough. Oh, you wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> yes, I would. Why would you do that to me? I just love it. The second worst Meridian song. You've done that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've started and ended with my two least favourite Meridian songs, haven't you? The fun. two Meridian songs I've listened to the least. It's great. You've done it on purpose. But you guessed it in the end. Yeah, I did. Even without tell, any words. Tell all our listeners what, what it was. If my heart were a ball, it would roll uphill. Yes, it would. What an appalling song. <laughs> wow. What a way to end this podcast. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, Marillion. <laughs> if you're listening, Merry Christmas. I hate some of your songs. I hate them because I love so many others. It's like when someone you love does something awful it's like that just makes you furious doesn't it because it's like they're otherwise perfect and then suddenly they've done a horrible thing to you and it hurts all the more wow can you guess the length i kind of don't care but it's about it's around the eight minute mark yeah it's longer than eight minutes yeah it's uh it's it's a it's above it's not eight. It's not. It's, in let's the, say eight minutes 58 no it's in the nine minute mark oh nine minutes 57 9 minutes 23 9 minutes 23 seconds of turgid tripe <laughs> one of their Merry Christmas Paul their big comeback album their big kind comeback? of uh, where were they well they oh, we've got to get to that in the podcast yeah we do but anyway their big comeback album which somehow ends on a terrible terrible note did you hate her? Did I hate it at the time? Yeah, did you hate it? I was uh, See, I didn't know whether to ask because I thought maybe you'd want to talk about this when we get to that album. Did you hate it on first listen? Yeah. And you've never loved it? No, I tried. I tried listening to it. I hate it. And likewise, most toys. Oh, lovely. But at least most toys has the decency and the dignity to stay underneath three minutes, not bloat itself up to draw even more attention to itself. Oh. Anarachnophobia, we'll get... Oh, no, I'm not even going to start. We'll get there in six months' time. <laughs> We've got a way to go. Yeah? Till we get there and I can start talking about it. It's that far off. Well, okay, so we the next the next episodes we're doing are Holidays in Eden. Right. Might be one episode that's a bit longer, might be two. Mm-hmm. Followed by Brave. Brave, which you've just started listening to. Correct. Followed by... By Afraid of Sunlight, followed by This Strange Engine, mm-hmm. followed by Radiation, yep. followed by Marillion.com, mm-hmm. followed by ra- Anamachnophobia. Yeah, with go. Barry on the cover. Yeah. So we've got Many a few, Barrys. We've got a few albums to get to yet. Yeah. And somewhere in there, we may do some special episodes as well that are about things that aren't albums. Ooh, intriguing. Yeah. Well, we've already said we're going to do a Meridian Weekend episode. 
true. Yeah. Merry Christmas again, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sticking with us over the last I mean, what's this? Is this episode 15, 16, something like that? Already? I don't know. Yeah, I wow. think so. Um, we've been doing it for a good few months. And the listeners keep going up, which is lovely. I mean, we're not the biggest podcast in the world, but then we're a Meridian podcast. What do you expect? Um, I mean, if you ever want to give something back, you can go check me out on Bandcamp, mrbiffo.bandcamp.com, I think, where I do some music. We do have a Patreon, but it's mainly for our YouTube channel, which you can find Mr. Biffo, or one word, on Patreon, um, where I do blog posts and videos. Sonia and I do videos together and stuff as Patreon exclusives. Or you can just check out our, our YouTube channel, Digitizer, where we do all sorts of nonsense. <laughs> not <laughs> yes. quite as focused as we are on here. And We've we're not very a, focused on here. A Christmas pantomime. Yeah, we did a Christmas pantomime. Audio, audio pantomime. Audio only one, but it's on YouTube. Uh, we did a ghost hunt in the woods. Yeah, if you like that, maybe you want to join up to our Patreon. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> a weird thing to say. But uh, yeah, but mainly just, you know, tell people about us. Uh, subscribe, you know, even even tell us whether you like what we're doing. You know, you can you can drop us a line on um on Twitter at Beampod or Facebook at Beampod or drop us an email, Beampod at gmail.com. Big shout out to Stephen Wicks who runs the Mockillion page on Facebook, who weirdly just before we launched the podcast, we found Mockillion. Oh I yeah, I hadn't seen it before, and we sort of that loved it. And Stephen sort of become a bit of a fan, which is which is weird because it goes both ways. Yeah, um, they're very disrespectful on there, so it's no wonder he likes what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just also want to say, you know, have the best Christmas you can in the circumstances because this year yes. is uh, it's been a tough year for everyone. Been a tough year for us for sure, um, and we've not had it as bad as some people have. Uh, um, you know, be safe. Hold your loved ones close. Um, we're gonna have a week off, but we'll be back in the new year and straight into holidays in Eden. Yeah, let's hope twenty twenty one brings better things. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get to see Marillion live towards the end of the year. We oh have, we yeah, have our tickets we do have already. that to look forward to. Two nights at the Hammy O. Indeed. Sorry, Hammy A, as it's now called. A? Hammersmith Apollo. Oh, Apollo. Used to be the Hammersmith Odeon. Odeon where I first yeah. saw Marillion. It's a very special venue oh, for me. Oh, how about Also, that? where I saw Neil from the Young Ones in concert. It all happened in there. Yeah. My dad took me and he fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep through Neil from the Young Ones? Yep. How? He was bored. <laughs> I mean, my friend John and my dad took us. He also took me to see my first Marillion gig on his way to work. So he used to work nights and he dropped me off with a guy called Matthew Bottom. Uh, well, I never went and saw a gig with again. I don't know why I went with Matthew Bond because I wasn't particularly friends with him, but I think he was a Meridian fan. I digress. Have a really, really lovely and safe Christmas, however you're celebrating this year. And New Year. And New Year. We'll chat to you on whatever the first Monday or Tuesday is of 2021. Yes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you.